glad you're here. And I, don't, I think you're, um, you're here on a really good day because it really sets up the whole series. So praise the Lord for that. If you got your Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 11. This is what it says. And I got all the scriptures always on the screen too if you need them. Here's what it says. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we would all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children. No, no, I want you to grow. Tossed to and fro by the winds and carried about by every wind of doctrine or the fans on the ceiling. By human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body to grow so that it builds itself up in love. I'll highlight again the texting in your questions Feel free to grab that number and text in any questions you have, maybe through the service, maybe through the, the message here, questions you might have about the message, or maybe questions in general about whatever, and I'm going to try to engage those questions at the end of the service a little bit today, okay? Let's pray, and then we're going to try to unpack this a little bit and set this series up. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be here, to hear from your word. We've received the sacrament, we've received communion with you, and we pray now that your spirit would work in us and stir us up. We know your spirit wants to draw us to your voice. And so we trust that a work has happened in us already today, and we trust that that work would only continue to work, that our our hearts would be readied to hear your voice. And that we would hear you loud and clear today, not only in our ears, but in our hearts. Come and do that work in us now, Lord, that only you can do. Open us up to that. I pray for myself, God, that you'd help me to get out of the way. I've obviously prepared. I've went through this sermon already multiple times out loud. But now as we do it for your people, I just pray that you would help me to turn right or left as your spirit leads me to. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. I have a brother who died, and some of you don't know this maybe, but I actually had a brother who died in the faith, who died as a follower of Jesus. And prior to his death, he actually had written a couple books that pointed towards Jesus, some spiritual books, he did struggle in some different ways. He struggled with, um, he struggled with, you might even kind of say, and I don't know exactly how to say this, but almost maybe sometimes racism and bigotry. He was actually someone who worked a miracle. He actually worked a miracle in another country. Um, 
prior to this had actually been, had the Holy Spirit poured out on him, filled with the Holy Spirit, poured out. Uh, prior to that, there was actually um, a time when he had rejected Christ. For that had been following Jesus, um, following him and walking with him. Before that had actually been called by Jesus. And before that was like, um, like a lot of Wisconsinites, was pretty much a redneck. Uh, now, who is this brother of mine? I, I got to be a little sneaky just to get this in. Um, but this brother of mine that I'm talking about is the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter. So I had to be a little sneaky for 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? But Peter, as you read through the scriptures, Peter was a guy who was pretty much a redneck fisherman kind of guy. Um called by Jesus, followed Jesus, rejected Jesus, um, received the gift and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit at some point, was a preacher, preached some sermons, worked miracles, um, worked miracles, did struggle in the racist kind of bigotry kind of way. He struggled with some of that, not knowing exactly sometimes who to associate with and disassociate with. The Apostle Paul calls him out in Galatians and then does die in the faith. As you follow the Apostle Peter, this is a guy in the Bible, okay, I'm talking about. There's a guy in the Bible named Peter, and as you follow him, you see him growing in his faith. You could see this, uh, with a couple other guys. You can see this with the Apostle Paul. Paul was an enemy of God, was against God, was against Jesus and his church, was called by Jesus, went through a whole lot of trials and tribulations, even a thorn was in his flesh, grew in his faith, and at one point even was a martyr in the faith. He died for being a, a follower of Jesus. Uh, Matthew, there's a guy Matthew in the Bible. Nobody liked Matthew. Matthew really didn't care probably about too much more than maybe a few friends that he kept close to him who were other tax collectors, hated by most people, was called by Jesus, followed Jesus, became a, 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 an evangelist, preacher dude, uh, most noted actually went to um, uh, uh, Ethiopia, the area of Ethiopia, was martyred there. And as we know, there's a book in the Bible called Matthew that he actually wrote. All over scripture, there's individuals who, who, who are in one spot and then grow in their faith to another spot. Have you ever planted a tree or like a, 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 in a, planted a garden or something, planted a seed in the ground. I'm not one of these big gardener kind of people personally, but every time I have, I can think of times in my life where I've planted something, I just have crazy high expectations. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, something's gotta happen. I'm doing it right, you know? And I even take my time a little bit. But I just, anytime I plant something in the ground, a tree, a seed or something, I don't, that's not just where I want it to stop. I don't want it to just germinate a little bit. I want that bad boy to become big and tall and do something. I'm always disappointed with our corn here, you know? Mm -hmm. Gets to about 
knee high, not by 4th of July, knee high by, you know, December, never happens. Knee high is the end of it here in Texas. But, but my, my expectations are that there'd be growth. See, God wants to grow you. God wants to grow you in your faith. Sometimes when we think of the, the phrase, and, and we're using it as the title for this series, uh, when we think of disconnected to disciple, which here at The Dwelling, we talk about that as our mission. We've been talking about that for years now, disconnected to disciple. When you think of that phrase, sometimes we can think about it as like essentially two blocks of people. And we might even simplify it so far down to those who are going to hell and those who are going to heaven. Now, the Bible does talk that simply at some times. So you could go, for example, to Mark chapter 16, verse 16. And here Jesus says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe will be condemned. That's pretty cut and dry, isn't it? There's kind of this and this. That's fair enough. Uh, You could go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his... uh, No, 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 no. Is it 31? 33 is where I'm starting. He will place the sheep on his rights. This is Jesus in uh, judgment on the throne. And we talked about that a little bit in Revelation. Uh, He will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then verse 41, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There again, there's sheep and there's goats. There's kind of this boom, there's a clear line, bump, Sometimes the Bible talks like that. But that's not how the Bible talks all the time about the idea of being disconnected and being a disciple. Oftentimes the Bible talks about a kind of spiritual growing that takes place. Disconnected to disciple, there's a, there's a spiritual maturing that happens. There's a kind of flow, a kind of continuum, a kind of Peter was here, then he's here, then he's here, then he's here. There's a maturing that takes place. And that's what this series is going to be about. This series, follow me on this, is going to be primarily about talking spiritual maturity, identifying where we might be in our spiritual journey, helping you identify where you might be in your spiritual journey and providing resources and providing relational connections so that we can help each other grow in our faith. That's what this one's going to be about. It's not to say that the Bible doesn't talk about the nice cut and dry sheep and the goats. Nope, that is true. But oftentimes, Scripture's talking about spiritual maturity taking place, a growing taking place. For those of you who are paying attention to the words grow and are listening for that and are annoyed when I use the word growing and feel like you can't count it, grow, grow, grow. There, there's three. I have five children. 
I could bring up my five kids, 11 years old, nine years old, seven years old, five, one. I could bring them up here and it'd be a picture of development. It'd be a picture of growth, right? And, and we want that to happen. Why do we want growth to happen? Because we love our kids. We don't want them to just stay a little baby forever. We want them to grow and mature and we want to walk with them as they develop. When my one-year-old poops her pants, that's okay. That's okay. I don't yell at her. I don't get mad at her. It's pooped. We wipe the butt, move on. If my 11-year-old poops his pants, that's when I'm kind of like, okay, there's some grace, but let's talk about this, buddy. You know what I'm saying? There's a maturing that takes place. And we want that growing to take place. We want that to happen because we love them. So what I want to do is I want to take us through. Now, this, this might be a little bit more than some of you need, uh, but I'm still going to do it because I'm really setting up the series. I want to show you some places in the Bible where spiritual maturing is taking place and talked about, okay? So bear with me because I got a lot of scripture here. Just stick with me for a second. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12 says this. Catch this. This is all the way back in the Psalms. Psalm 92 verse 12 says, The righteous flourish like the palm tree, and they grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Go with me to Luke chapter 8 verse 14. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are though, this is Jesus teaching a, a parable here, a, a teaching around those who hear the word of God. Those who it fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked. They're choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who hearing the word Hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. There's a bearing of fruit that takes place. Go with me to Colossians. I jump around here a bunch. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Go with me to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. I'm all over the place here. I want to sh show you that it's all over the place. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you actually need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. He says, you should be teachers, but I still got to come to you like a little kid. You need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he's a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment 
trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. There's even a practicing of this. You can see that, that not only eating food is going to be part of it, but getting on the treadmill and exercising is going to be part of this. A kind of exercising of our faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Stick with me here. Verse 10. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 10 says this, But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I, left, I gave up childish ways, childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. This starts to already get us a picture of the full m maturing that's going to take place when we see Jesus face to face. That'll be a good day. Follow me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. The remainder four here use a Greek word, oxano, which is to increase, to, to grow. All of these have this in them. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says this. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may, oxano, grow up into salvation. It doesn't mean that we're saved by this growing. It, we're saved by grace through faith. The scripture is really clear on that. But don't miss, there is a growing and a maturing that God wants from us. It's exciting to be a little baby. But if you stay a little baby for too long, that's a problem. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Follow me here. I want you to see that I'm not making this up. Colossians. Where's Colossians? Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And so from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing, that's the Greek word, axano there, increasing in the knowledge of God. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. This is how Peter ends. But grow in the grace and knowledge, there's that oxano, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My last one here is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15. I could take you all over the place. I, I thought about cutting some of this because I'm thinking, man, maybe this is overkill. But notice I stayed with it. Verse 15, we do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing the word. God wants to grow you. God wants to stretch you. God wants to mold you. God wants to do an oxano in you, increase in you. Why does he want to do this? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. I don't know if this has ever been something you've even given thought to. But I sense sometimes in the church, we've basically made it into, I say a little prayer, or I do this little thing, or whatever it might be, and now I'm a Christian, now I don't have to go to hell. It's great, 
but I go live the rest of my life then how, however the heck I want. And I don't give any thought to the fact that God might want to grow me in my spiritual walk. And that he actually might want to use me in connection to other people's growth. And he might want to use other people in connection with my spiritual growth. And so that's why we're going to spend an entire summer here, just the next couple of weeks, we're going to spend on spiritual maturing. What is needed? Where are you at? How can we help you? How could you maybe help somebody else? This is so serious. To, I remember one time asking myself that question. So clearly I was thinking it, and this wasn't too terribly long ago when I asked, can faith increase? And so I looked and I was like, is that a thing? Faith increasing, growing. We know that faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Praise God for that. I'm thankful for that. But can that grow? Can that be stretched, uh, stretched and, 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 and increased? And I think as we look at the scriptures, we see that's what God wants to do. And so it's made it so that I pray for a growing of my faith almost every day. I mean, I'm constantly praying for wisdom. James, please, God, give me wisdom. I need wisdom. I'm constantly praying for an increase of faith. Grow me in my faith. I rarely pray for patience because I know what comes down the line then. What's so cool, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What's so cool about this, though, is there's no wrong place to start. There's no wrong place to start. You might be watching or here today, you might absolutely hate God. You might be in a place in your life where you actually hate God. This series is for you. You might have been a Christian for the past nine decades. This series is literally for you. It, that's what's so cool about this because God, we say this almost every Sunday, come as you are. Why do we say that? Because God wants to meet you where you are. So wherever you are on the spiritual journey that you're at, you can start there. And God wants to meet you there. How cool is that? And the other kind of side to the coolness of it is that you never arrive. You don't arrive. The only time you'll arrive is when you see Jesus face to face. There will be a completion that takes place in that moment of full maturing. But until that day, until that day, we're all growing. Nobody in this room can claim that they've arrived and they've made it. And so, you know, they get to sit this one out. It's just not true. And we see it all through the scriptures. I think of Abraham. I went and revisited that a little bit this week. 75 years old, God comes to him and calls him to another land. But then, and I picked up, I, just, I didn't make this, this didn't jump at me. 99 years old is when God comes to him instituting the covenant of circumcision. I just imagine that. 99 years old and God comes and says, I want you to circumcise, you be circumcised and every male after you is going to be circumcised and that's going to be a covenant between us. Notice God didn't give him that back at 75. There was just, God met him there and he gave him what he kind of needed to grow him and then he meets him here and he just, he keeps working with us. For some reason, in a weird way, that blesses me. 
in a weird way, it's because sometimes I feel like I got to have it all now. And, and when I look at like Abraham and I look at Peter and I look at Paul and I look at Matthew and I look at all, and I'm just like, okay, maybe I can just chill out and I can just let God meet me where I am and let me take a next little step. It's the classic, right? The, the uh, John Wayne, how do you walk? Well, I put one foot in front of the other, you know? And you just start walking and you just, it's, and you just take the next step. That's what this series is going to be about. Helping us take the next step, helping each other take the next step in our spiritual maturity. That doesn't mean as you grow and develop, God's going to love you anymore. Your salvation is, doesn't hinge on this. Just like if I brought up my kids here, my oldest who's developmentally further along, I love him no more or less than my youngest. You follow me? I love them the same. There's nothing, they, they can't develop, they can't be a doctor and then I'll really love them. They can't be a truck driver and then I'll love them less because, oh man, it must be, it's greater to be a doctor. No, it doesn't matter what happens in my kids' lives. I'm just gonna love them. That's where salvation is connected to, is Christ and what he's done for you. And yet, all over the Bible, God doesn't want us to stay a little baby. He doesn't want us to stay a little kid. He wants to grow us and mature us and become a teenager. And then we get to college or whatever. And then you go, have a family or whatever. And you do whatever you're going to do. And you just keep growing. There's no wrong place to start and you never arrive. That's, that's good news. These little cards that we gave to you, these little cards that we gave to you, don't throw these away. He's cost us way more than I'd like to admit. Don't throw these away. I thought about giving them to you through the series, like one, one card a week or something like that. I'm like, no, we're going to find them in the trash. Maybe, maybe we won't find the whole bundle in the trash. Don't throw these away. The idea behind this, I want you to bring these every week if you can. If possible, throw these. These are meant to be a kind of resource for you. This is meant to kind of just, to, to kind of whet the appetite, get the appetite going a little bit, thinking around some of these things. What, what does a spiritual journey kind of maybe look like? What could it look like? Where might I be on the, the, the journey that God's got me on? How could I maybe move to the next step? What might it look like for me to come around somebody else to help them take a next step? What might I need from somebody else so that I can take the next step? How might we be doing the Ephesians stuff? Notice what Ephesians with that piece that we read. God gives to us the gifts within the body. He gives to us these gifts. And as we as the church utilize these gifts and are equipped in them and, and, and walk with each other in love in these ways, what happens? Maturing takes place. The church is built up. And God has given that to us all now. It's not like we're waiting for just the right person to come and lead just the right Bible study or something. No, God has given the church, apostles, teachers, the blah, 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 all the people, all the things that are needed in the church, and not only there, but all the gifts that God gives to the church, 1 Corinthians 12, all the gifts he gives to the church so that as we use those gifts and point them towards each other, helping each other, walking with each other in love, the church is built up and grows. That's what we want to do. 
And this is just starting to kind of get us thinking a little bit about this. That's why at the end, I put a little, I, I, I had us put a little white card on there because this is not the end all. My, my thought is you might have been walked with maybe in a certain way or something in your life has really grown you and your spirit. So write it down and make that a thing that you're like, if I walk with somebody, this is gonna be the big deal that I bring to that person. Well, write that down and add another 15 note cards. That's my hope. My hope is actually that as time goes on here at the dwelling, we'll actually print off other stuff that I find valuable or you might find valuable. We'll print that off and we'll hand it out to everybody and we'll just keep adding to this bad boy. And we'll just kind of create a little resource list of, okay, how can I start thinking about spiritual maturing and taking, growing in my faith? You following me? What I'm trying to kind of do? So yeah, finding these in the trash would make me kind of sad be honest with you. It's not the end all. It's not the only way to do it. It's just to get us thinking. And this is what we're going to be talking about. Next week, we're going to actually spend some time looking at how to identify where we might be in our spiritual journey. Because sometimes just being able to call it out and be honest, you maybe have been a Christian for the past nine decades, but you might be a little baby in the faith. You following me? That's a real thing. That's not bad. That's not like this wrong thing. That just means that's where you are. God wants to meet you in that place where you are. And now he wants to walk with you and grow you. Because he doesn't want you to stay a little baby. He wants to grow you in the faith. It's not like everybody's going to come down on you. He's like, ah, look at you. You haven't advanced. No. God's going to meet us each where we're at. And he's going to grow us and walk with us. And we want to help each other in that process. That's all it is. You're never going to arrive. So you can never look at somebody and be like, wow, they've made it. You know, even on one of the cards, it has a a feeling of like arrival at the, the term parent. But even that, it just continues on until one day we see Jesus face to face. So you might be disconnected, you know, we define that. One of the very, the first card there starts to try to get at what is the definition of disconnected? What does that mean? What is a disciple? What is, define that. What is a disciple? What does that mean? We start to try to unpack some of this a little bit. And if you're like, well, yeah, but this should be also, well, then write it on the little back card and then you got, you know, a unique card yourself. I'm not saying these are all the right, perfect answers to everything that you're thinking about. I'm just saying start thinking about it as a possible resource and then add a bunch of cards yourself and make it kind of your own thing. But we want to be walking with people through this kind of stuff. We want people to be walking with us through this kind of stuff. Where am I at in my spiritual journey? How do I take the next step? How do I help someone else take a next step? Being intentional These are some phrases, some words that I'm going to kind of be talking about. Intentional, relational, joyful, and loving. Letting those words be at the center of all of this. And notice, guys, this isn't going to happen by our own strength. That's the most important point that you can hear today. Growing. Growing. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. 
but, but don't miss that ultimately the growth that God's going to do in us is going to, we're going to need Jesus. We're going to actually need his spirit. This is why Jesus, listen, when Jesus died on the cross, he took all of your sins away. He brings you forgiveness. He takes your sin away. The punishment of your sin, he feels that. He takes that so that you can be forgiven of all your sin. He then rises from the dead so that even death turns into sleep for the Christian. Turns into a kind of sleep. Death loses its grip on us. But then he ascends to heaven and we confess this in the Apostles' Creed oftentimes, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Why? So that he can send his spirit into our hearts. And now the spirit of God is inside of us. Well, why? To just save us? Yes. Yes, to save us, but to also grow us, to, to mature us. To walk with us as we walk in this life. To continue to do the transforming work that, that we so desperately need his help to do. And so don't miss that the, it will be the spirit of Jesus through this that helps us in this. We don't have to rely on our own strength to take the next step. We really get to rely on Christ. I could imagine somebody who's, who's, who's not a Christian in the room today. You're an atheist, you're agnostic, you're a skeptic or something like that. And you might literally have a thought like, there is no way I could become a Christian. You might have that thought. There's, people have had that thought a lot. I know a lot of people that have had that thought. There's no way I could, that could happen. And then there's testimony after testimony of where people who say that kind of stuff, that happens. How is that possible? How is that growing possible? Through the Holy Spirit, right? And then there's people who I know who say, man, there is no way in, there's no way that I would ever do that, lead that small group. There's no way I'd ever be somebody who could just tell somebody about Jesus at Starbucks. There's no way I could ever be whatever. Pick your poison kind of thing. And you're just, there's no way. And yet testimony after testimony after testimony, those kind of people can get stirred up to do just that. What is it that allows that to happen? The Holy Spirit, Jesus you following me? That's why through this series, we will rely heavily, solely on Jesus for our spiritual maturing. It's not that these cards are like this perfect thing. They're just little resource, little tools. Jesus is our key. We're going to focus in on him. And this is how I'm going to end the sermon today is by, I think, the best way I can end the sermon by looking at Philippians. <laughs> Where's Philippians? Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want to grow in your faith? Let's just spend some time this summer thinking about that. Are you not a Christian and you're like, man, 
I don't even know what it would look like to become a Christian. Let's spend some time this summer talking about that. Are you against God? Do you hate God? Let's talk about that. Let's spend some time thinking on that. Have you been a Christian your whole life, but you're still a little baby? You're still a kid in the faith? Let's talk about that. Let's let God meet us where we are and grow us. Why? Because he loves us. Makes total sense at the level of my kids. I think it makes a ton of sense to think that God would love us so much that he wouldn't want us to stay apathetic. He wouldn't want us to just get kind of rooted into our own little life where we're not growing. No, he wants to mature us. Look at this text. Wow, look at this text. Let this text, I almost almost want to put this on you. I'm almost trying to get it onto you. Philippians chapter one, verse six. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Starts with Jesus and it'll end with Jesus. And everything in the middle and all of our maturing will be connected to Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this time to be in your word. We thank you for the blessing of that word that reminds us that you love us so much that you wouldn't want to to just save us and then leave us for the next 50, 60, 70 years alone and not talk to us and not grow us. You don't want to do that. You save us and now you want to mature us and you want to grow us. Lord, strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit to in this series to identify where we might be at and to just be honest with that and to allow you to meet us right there in that moment and then give us the strength, Lord, to start figuring out what are some next steps that we might be able to take. We pray this in Jesus' name.